You are listening to the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast, and this is episode number 33. This episode is brought to you by the Visionary Journal. The Visionary Journal is a day planner, goal setting guide, and mini vision board that helps you break down your goals into actionable steps that you can integrate into your daily life. For more information and to order your own copy, visit visionaryjournal.co. Welcome to the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast with Monique Malcolm, a show about creative people leveraging their brilliance to create their own opportunities. I aim to show you what's really possible when you shut down the chorus of fear and lean into your genius zone. You can learn more about this show and subscribe for updates by visiting keepchasingthestars.com backslash podcast. Welcome to another episode of Pimp Your Brilliance. This is your host, Monique Malcolm, and today I have a really, really, really special episode. Now, if you remember, during the summer vacation, I was running a little clip at the beginning asking for listener questions, and some of you delivered, and I'm really excited because today we're going to be doing our first listener question, and I did not tell you that I have, well, I did mention there was a special guest, but I didn't say who, so I'm just going to go ahead and spill the beans. It's my biz bestie, Miss Amber Wright of TalkToAmber.com, and... This is like a monumental thing. And she's been on the show before, but her and I were going to do like a podcast like two years ago and it just never like manifested itself because life and all these things were happening. And so I feel like this is like the best way to get us together on the mic. We're going to be answering your questions that you sent in. And I mean, where do you go with that? I mean, it's so exciting. But anyway, I'm, I'm talking too much. Let me let Amber like introduce herself and tell you guys a little bit about herself. Hey, y'all. I'm back. And I'm so happy to be back because like Monique said, she's my biz bestie and we talk all the time. So this is basically just doing us doing what we would be doing anyway. But if you didn't get a chance to listen to my uh, first episode or interview, I'm a communication expert and coach. And what that means is that I help entrepreneurs tell their stories on stage and online. And I also help women take their inner voice off of mute, turn up the volume and use it to change their lives. And I live and breathe all things communication. So I'm happy to be here with you all again today with my boo, Monique, answering questions. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So our first question comes from Anastasia Bolander and she's been a long time, um, follower, listener of the podcast. She's been with my brand since like I was anti-sparkle and like the t-shirt line. So she's okay. been here for a while. Yeah, OG <laughs> She's OG. So I'm going to go ahead and let her question play and then we're going to dive in and answer it. Hey, Monique. My name's Anastasia Bolander and I love your show and I've loved your clothing line that you did and all the awesome, inspiring stuff you do. And the question I have for you is how to find a way to get my books out to more people. So I write fiction, um, usually young adult and teen fiction, and I'm just finding that I don't know exactly the places to get them into libraries or to different avenues, and I was wondering if you could help me find or figure out some new ideas about where to go and what to do. Thanks, and I can't wait to hear from you guys. Okay, so basically, Anastasia wants to know how can she get the word out about her books. So she's a young adult author and 
clearly there's some trouble here with letting people know about all of these wonderful stories that she's writing. So do you want to go first or you want me to go first? You go first. Okay. So my first thought, just listening to her question right off the bat, is thinking there's some marketing issues here. Um, when you have a product that is, that's gone out and you know it's wonderful, if you feel like people are not responding the way that you would like, there's probably some issues with marketing, which leads me to the question, like, do you have a website? Um, do you have a newsletter? What about social media pages? And how are you leveraging those things? And I'm not 100% sure. I know that Anastasia is active on social media because I follow her on Instagram. But I've never seen anything about your books on Instagram, Anastasia. So I've seen a lot of your artwork and drawings, which are beautiful and really creative. But I don't think I've actually ever seen any book-related things. So that tells me something right there. Like, you need to be posting your book on Instagram. But aside from that, like, the website and the newsletter thing, um, do you have a website? And it doesn't have to be specifically for that book. It can just be a website about you as an author or someplace where we can find out more information about you and the books and sign up for your newsletter. But I don't want to get too far ahead because I want Amber to jump in because Amber published her first book last year and she's been doing some really neat and creative things with her book. And so I feel like she is the perfect person to offer some insight. Yes, I did. Uh, My first book came out last summer and my intention with the book was to, well, this first year in terms of marketing and promotion was exclusively for that, to promote the book. Um, I think we see a lot of authors write books and then they release them and then they disappear. And I understand why, because it's a lot of work. Writing the book is just half the battle. Then to your point, Mo, we have to get out and market it and tell the people about it. So that's what I concentrated on doing. And I think my first suggestion for her would be to go where your readers are. If there are events in your community or even starting with maybe a local book fair, then sign up and find out, well, look into it and see how much it might cost to get a table at the book fair. And then that way you can start getting your book in the hands of the people who actually live in your community or uh, maybe. Maybe depending on who your reader is, how you know how we always talk about your ideal client avatar. Like I had to do the same thing for my reader with the book. I had a name for her, so that way when I was writing, it felt like I was writing to an actual person. And now, once the book is out, I'm like, wait, where would she be now? What would she be doing? Is she at a college? Is she in a workspace? Meaning, does she have a professional job? Thinking about where your readers might be, I think, is a good way to brainstorm ideas on how to get the book and get the word out about the book to them. Exactly. So that was going to be one of the first points that I mentioned as well. Uh, Find your audience. Find them locally, as Amber suggested, and then also try to figure out where they are online. I know that you specifically have quite a few different avenues that you're doing online because you have Instagram, you have YouTube, you have DeviantArt. These are all places that you're active online. I don't know if any of these specific platforms are one is like your favorite or you feel like one may be best for your specific audience. But if you find that there's a place where they're engaging more, 
then that's where I would try to figure out like where are those people who are going to be interested in your specific type of writing hanging out online. And then once you figure out where they are, following some of the rules of engagement there. So I know you have a YouTube channel. I'm not that well versed in YouTube channel, but I know uh, when it comes to finding things in the search engines, YouTube is really important. Like titles and the way you tag things are really important. That helps you get found in the search. So if you can write some information about your book or create video teasers or any type of content or review, you can do a little behind the scenes sneak peek, like tell all about your book to get people interested on YouTube. If you feel like that's the place that your audience is hanging out, Instagram is full of people who read. And that's evidenced by like the amount of pictures that we see of people posting like what they're currently reading or cute stylized photo of their books next to their coffee mugs. So if you're on Instagram, making sure that you use those hashtags so that people can find you and find your books. Um, I just did a quick search on Instagram earlier of hashtag young adult readers and there were tons of books and all these beautiful photos of people who are posting young adult novels that they've been reading or that they were interested in. So that's something to think about, too. That's a really great point, because that's also something that I did. I really did my best to leverage social media. And even without my prompting, people would take pictures when their book came in the mail or even my friends and family, when their books started to arrive, they would take pictures and text them to me. And then I would use those and post them on Instagram. And it's cultivating this feel almost like FOMO, <laughs> fear of missing out for people who don't have the book. It's like, oh, I want to make sure that I get mine. And, and people want to be supportive for the most part. I think that they they want to play a role in helping you get the word out about your about your book. So that is a really great point about leveraging these free tools that are available to us. I did Instagram stories about the book and, and actually for year two, because I wanted to give myself two years of life for this book. I want to promote more. This first year was really more about the book itself. I did a series of events in different cities, letting people know, hey, like, like we had discussions around, and my, my book um, is a personal development book. So it's a nonfiction book. And we I brought people together and it really helped to build community around it. And somebody who attended one of the events, she wrote a blog post about it. And so then that can get shared and let the word, let people know about it. Um, and then what I plan to do this coming year is to focus on what's inside of it sharing more content online and on social about what I actually wrote <laughs> inside of the book to just give it a little bit more life. So definitely think about how you could leverage social media since you're already actively using it to help grow your visibility. And to piggyback off of what Amber said about sharing things online and people tagging her in photos and then her resharing those, that is like my number one secret thing. It's not even a secret, but it's my number one favorite strategy as a person that is a product focused business. The majority of my business is product focused. So I, I love sending things to people in the mail that may or may not be the case for your book, but, um, people are going to receive the book in the mail. So figure out how you can entice people or encourage people to post pictures of your book. Like maybe you can use a custom branded hashtag. So, for example, the hashtag that I use that I encourage people to post about online is vis hashtag visionary journal. 
and I follow that hashtag. I reshare pictures from it. But that is like one of the best ways to get the word spread about your book. Because like Amber said, people don't want to miss out. And so they, if they see it enough times in their feed, people are posting about this book. They get interested and they come and they visit you and they may purchase. And then when they get their things, they post about it as well. So that's one of like my favorite strategies for building a buzz online as a physical product seller. Another thing that I want to bring up is getting together an email list if you don't already have one. This is really important because a lot of times we have great ideas and this is what makes me sad. We have great ideas and then like the great ideas, they just die because they don't get enough buzz and people don't see them. Like Amber said, somebody publishes a book and then they disappear. Mm -hmm. One of the ways to prevent that is having an email list so that you have a list of people that you can tell about this thing that you've done right away. A lot of times we do things in reverse. So we create the product or we write the book first, and then we think about the marketing and the email list after the fact. But that's wrong. We need to be doing them at the same time. So you need to have an email list. So that way you can let people know different things about your book. So if you have new releases coming out, you can tease release dates. You can show in progress of your of you writing the book. If you're doing, you know, choosing cover art, these are all things that you can invite your fan base and the people on your email list to get a part of that experience and feel some ownership and attachment to that work, which helps build brand loyalty. And this is how you get those people to share later on once it comes out. Some things that you can do to start building the email list. I think the easiest thing for you to do as a as an author is to offer a free sample chapter. You don't have to overthink like what you need to do to get somebody on your mailing list. You don't need to create a thousand checklists and all of these things. Your collateral is your book. So tease them with a free sample chapter. And then at the end, let them know, like, if you want more, you want to see how the story pans out, then give them information on the last page about how they can get the rest of the book. Yeah, that's another really great suggestion because your email list, they are your people. They really are. They're the ones who allow you the most intimate space in their lives, which is their email, their email inbox is where we still do our work. It's where people get their coupons. You know, it's like where we really live our our lives daily in email. And so having an email list is a fantastic way to cultivate community because if Instagram were to shut down tomorrow, would you still have a chance to talk to your readers and to connect with them and having an email list allows you to do that. And how that worked out for me was just everything that you said. It, I did a launch, meaning when I was getting ready to roll out the book, I sent them emails. I, I had a, a launch party, like release event thing. So I was able to communicate with people that way and talk to them and let them know that it was coming up, reminding them about registering and doing all of that. So it's a great way to um, have some consistent communication with your community. So then even when you get ready to write your next book, so she might be thinking, okay, well, I feel like it's been too long since I wrote my last book and there maybe I'm going to already start focusing on the new one. You can also just take these same tips and apply them to your next project or use it to build life into your current project. Because sometimes we have things that feel old to us, but there's, it's still new to new people. So don't be afraid to 
um, get out there. And if you don't have a list, take most tips to build it and then let people know that the book is available and that it's out there and it's available for purchase. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. One other thing that I want to point out about collecting email addresses, if you do event, in-person event, you can collect email addresses there. And it's as simple as printing out a sheet of paper with lines that say, sign up for news, some additional news, and then you add that to your email provider after the fact. I've done that many times when I've done craft shows over the years. I don't do craft shows anymore, but when I was big into like the craft show space or the indie craft fair space, I would always bring a clipboard with the opportunity to let people sign up because those are in-person fans. And a lot of times if they're interested enough to purchase something or stop and look at your work, chances are they're going to be interested in you and why not get those people on your email list. So that's my other tip there. Hey, Star Chasers, still struggling to reach your goals? The Visionary Journal is a goal-setting system encompassing everything you need to successfully achieve your goals. It seamlessly blends goal-setting, visualization, planning your day-to-day, and regular review to help you get from idea to done. The Visionary Journal is designed to help you transform your goals into actionable tasks and integrate them into your schedule. You start with the big picture areas of your life, set smart goals, create a 90-day action plan, and commit to doing the work that will move you closer to achieving that goal. For more information and to order your own copy, visit visionaryjournal.co. My next thing is having people review your books. So I don't know if you have people, because I, I did see that your book was available on Amazon, but it didn't have any reviews listed yet. So my thought was having people review your books and asking for feedback Um, asking them to share about it and asking them to write a review on Amazon because that does help the Amazon algorithms and as social proof. Anytime someone takes time to leave a review on your book, that shows that they liked it and that they want to encourage other people to read it. And the reviews do help on Amazon. I know I personally read the reviews before I purchase things. Me too. (laughs) Yeah, I don't buy things on Amazon unless I read the reviews. So if you um, have not built that into your plan, I definitely would. And anybody who has already read your book, see if they'll leave your review on Amazon. Yeah, I echo that. I still ask for reviews of what I talk about the book on my podcast. When I'm closing out the show, I'll mention it. or, Or if I talk about something that, is discussed in the book. I, I use the podcast to to plug and promote the book. And then I always make sure to encourage people to um, leave a review on Amazon. And the way that I tell people is that it helps other people learn about, well, I say it both actually about the show. I ask for reviews for the show because for a long time I forgot to do that, but I, <laughs> I make it a point now to say, please make sure to uh, rate and review the show because it helps other people find out about it, which is true. And then the same is true for your book. Those reviews are golden and don't be afraid to ask for it. Just if someone says, Oh, I read your book. I really enjoyed it. And it's like, Oh, thank you so much. Would you mind taking a couple of minutes and, and sharing that feedback on, on Amazon? And most times people will be more than happy to do it. They have to make the time to do it, but it only takes a couple of seconds. Um, so yeah, definitely go for the ask when it comes to the review. And that brings me to one of my other points about asking for help and like what you need. 
definitely don't be afraid to ask for what you need. When it comes to putting your work out there and getting marketing and promoting, chances are you have friends and you have family members, you have supporters that would love to help you promote. But a lot of times they don't know what you need and they don't know how to help you. So if you need people who have read your books to review it on Amazon, definitely ask. If you need people to review the book and give you feedback, definitely ask. Like, think of how someone could help you get further along. So I'm sure you have people that would be willing to post on your behalf on their social media channels. Don't be afraid to ask for help because it's necessary. And none of us are growing our businesses, our passion projects in like these silos alone. Mm -hmm. We're all using support from other people in different ways. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So my next point is start building a buzz around your book. So I mentioned this when I was talking about the email list, how you don't necessarily need to write the book first and then try to build the buzz. You can build the buzz as you're writing it. So some ways you can do that is uh, letting people know about their release dates ahead of time, showing your work in progress, getting people hyped up about release dates and cover art, potential new story arcs like you can tease these little snippets of information out to your followers and your fan base and let them know like this is coming and ask them for opinions on different things i really like those nice stylized photos of your product so if you can take stylized photos of your book to share on instagram or on your website or your deviant art page do that. It just helps people feel more connected and like see themselves in those pictures. Like when I'm online and I see somebody's desk and it has like a cool book on it and it looks all nice. Like I see myself reading that book and then I usually take a screenshot so I can look it up on Amazon later on. So it's the same, same thing for the books that you do. And you have beautiful artwork. So you need to be showcasing that as much as possible, especially in context with your book. And then the biggest thing is to make a better use of the assets that you currently have. So when you're thinking about building this buzz around your book, getting people interested, think about what you already have that you can use. So I saw that you have YouTube teasers of some of your books and they're really, really cool. It's like the little short commercials that you have why aren't you posting that on Instagram and like sharing these in other places and getting it hyped up so that people can see your book come to life through these commercials and these little teasers, like get people excited about what's to come. And if it's a book that's already existing, like there's nothing that says the book has to be brand new out for you to build a buzz and market and promote it. You can build a buzz whenever you feel like it. And you don't have to just have a brand new release. This is the first time anybody's hearing about it to try to drum up some interest and build hype. Yeah, that's a really good point because um, people like to feel as they're, like they're on the journey with you and that they you, you give them something to cheer you on for. So how that played out for me when I was promoting the book, I would, when I was writing the book actually, I would do what I call the night shift on Instagram and it became like this little informal series because at the time I had a full-time job and after my kids went to bed, that's when I would write most nights. So I would show them 
what my word count was, or I would be like, okay, y'all can't see me on here for another couple of hours, you know, hold me accountable. If you see me on Instagram lurking around, tell me to get back to work. And people really felt like they were a part of the journey with me because they were, I took them on the journey with me. So when the book came out, that was like me doing those teasers all that time. Because when the book came out, they were like, wow, you know, we saw her actually working on this. And everyone was so happy and so excited that, wow, look, she really did it. <laughs> she actually did it. <laughs> so uh, consider that as well with your teasers and, like Mo said, showcasing your work and reading. And you could do, there's just nothing that you can't do on the internet these days. <laughs> and um, yeah, definitely invite people on the journey with you and build a buzz. And uh, you can do that at, at any time. I remember those night shift days. <laughs> um, I kind of miss that, but you don't really have a need to do the night shift anymore. But that's a great point. Like, I think that the people who we gravitate to the most online and the people who we purchase from and they become like internet famous to us or like our secret internet friends in our heads are the people who let us like peek behind the curtain and see mm-hmm. their work in progress and see the things that they're doing because that endears us to them in a way because we see like, man, they're out here doing this thing and that that sparks something in us and lights us up. And I think that being a young woman author and being a young author or author period is inspiring because there's so many people who want to write books. And let me tell you, I was at an event recently, the Compact Camp. And if any of my Compact Camp friends are listening. Hey girls. Hey, they, um, I did a, the workshop on the fear guide and it was my first time doing it. And I had several people say that they wanted to become authors and they wanted to write books. Someone as much as like for 15 years and another woman who says that she's already completed several books, but she hasn't published them. So just the fact that you've taken the initiative and you have pulled the trigger and you've published it and it's available, be proud of that. And don't be afraid to let people know that you've done that work. Get out there and you really have to put yourself out there. And that is the hardest thing. And I know that it Mm -hmm. is because I, Amber and I were having this conversation yesterday just about how we are online. And one of my big things is, it's not that I'm afraid to market and promote my work. I know I do good work, but my thing is like, I just always want my work to speak for itself. And that's Mm -hmm. a hard place to be in when you work online because you cannot, your work will speak for itself, but you will get so much farther, so much faster if you do the initial leg work and speak for the work. And then once you get to a certain place, it will speak for itself and it will precede you from getting into places and not precede you, but it will get to places that maybe you couldn't get before because you're doing good work that comes later you have to start where you are and that means putting yourself out there and doing the legwork and giving your books legs because it's a huge accomplishment to write anything of any length really yeah and yeah don't be afraid of that <laughs> you gotta tell them you gotta tell people i i read in a book that marketing is basically telling people what you do over and over again that's all it is. It's telling people what you do over and over again. And we have to take that same approach with 
our product or our service, our book, our blog, podcast, whatever. We just have to tell people over because people forget they're busy. They scroll. They're on to the next thing. We have short attention spans. People aren't focused and um, they won't know unless you tell them. And you might have to tell them a few times before they actually remember like, oh, yeah, I've been meaning to order her book. I'm okay. I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to do it. (laughs) And we have to do keep at it until that moment comes. Yep. And that that's the hard part. And, but that's the thing that tells the difference between like somebody who's going to survive in this creative space and somebody that's going to sink is that willingness to get out there and tell people over and over again, even when it feels like what I've already said this 17 times this week. And it's like, yeah, but you got to say it 17 more times because not everybody who needed to see it, saw it so that willingness to put yourself out there is going to be like the biggest indicator and the biggest way that you're going to be able to grow your book and that's um that's that do you want to uh share because i i had my last point on here was like host your own events but i don't have a ton of insight in there do you want to drop a few words of wisdom about hosting events sure so to promote the book this year The book came out in July of 2017. So I had the launch release party to celebrate it. And that was a big deal. And then I just spent the second half of the year just continuing to talk about the book. I interviewed people. I interviewed Mo. Like I did this whole series of things just to start building the buzz and keep the momentum going. This year, I said I wanted to do events. I wanted to get out of the city where I live, which is in Southern California, and tap into these communities that I had already been building with my brand and have the book be the banner under which that promotion took place. So I had these Can We Talk book chats and mixers was what I called them because I didn't want to call it a tour because I didn't have dates set before I actually hit the road. I would host an event and then plan the next one. And I did one in LA, one in Atlanta, and one in... DC. And people came. (laughs) They really did. They came. And so my advice to anyone, uh, especially our, our listener who is working on trying to figure out how to promote her book, really consider doing events because you'll be surprised who comes out. I kept them all small and intimate. They maxed out at 20 people because that was what I was comfortable doing, planning events out of state. The same thing that uh, Monique said earlier about asking for help. I would put a call out on my Facebook, my personal page and say, hey, does anybody know of an event space in this area? And I got so many referrals, suggestions, recommendations, people asking, can they help me? Would they, could they volunteer? And people really showed up for me and I was very grateful for that. So Yeah, I think that events are a great way. So then also by having the events, I got tons of pictures with people holding my book, (laughs) (laughs) which I could continue to use in my marketing material and things like that. So um, I think that greats can be, I mean, events can be a a fantastic way to touch base with the community and also promote your book. Just definitely plan for it. Plan for it financially. It doesn't have to be terribly expensive. You could go to your local library, see if they have an, a, a room there that you could reserve or your local rec center. Um, find an event space that would perhaps let you bring in refreshments where you don't have to buy food. So there's things that you can do to help save money. But, it, but I looked at it all as an investment in my, my business overall, but specifically in, in my book and the growth of my book, because then whenever I write another one, which I do plan to do at some point, 
people will, I'm setting the expectation for them and they're going to say, oh man, I missed the last one, but I don't want to miss her, her next series of events. I want to be a part of them. I want to go, I want to participate. They look so much fun and um, they'll be, they'll be sure to sign up and participate on the next one. Yes. All of that. So those are really my tips. What I think that you could do to help start getting the word out about your books. Uh, An additional note, in addition to events, I know earlier Amber mentioned like local book fairs, which I think would be cool. Uh, You can also see if you have any local like independent publishers or not publishers, independent bookstores in your area and ask them, do they have submission requirements? The last thing that I wanted to say about events or local things that you can do, comic book and I would think anime conventions would be a good place for you because you have a lot of fantasy work and it's that young demographic. So if you can become a vendor at places like that, again, these are just ways for you to start getting people interested in your work and then collect those email addresses and plan to send out emails and let people know what you're doing and how they can support you. All right. So any parting words that you want to offer up, Amber? I just want to encourage her to keep going. Don't give up. Keep going. Keep talking about your work. Keep showcasing it. And um, like when, like you said earlier, congratulate yourself for even having gotten a book done because so many people go to their graves with this desire to write a book, but they never actually sit down to do it. So keep up the good work. All right. So that wraps up this first version of our listener Q&A. If you have a question that you want to ask Amber and I about business, life, or the intersection of the two, it can be a general business question or specific to your situation. We would love to answer these and we're going to be doing these on an ongoing basis. So send your questions. You can send them to keepchasingthestars.com backslash ask. You can record just a 90-minute question, and we will play it live on the air and then answer it for you. You mean 90 seconds? (laughs) What did I say? 90 minutes. Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) 90 seconds. This is a 90-second snippet, not 90 minutes. The show's not even 90 minutes. 90 seconds. And all the information that you need for submitting your question is on that page. So again, keepchasingthestars.com backslash ask. And so we're going to sign off. Until next week, I'll be bringing you another interview. But until then, go out there and pimp your brilliance.